It was it was very like we're hanging out at night drinking some beers moments in Minecraft that we had last night. It was so silly, but very cathartic. Like I felt really good. I hadn't hung out with really any live people, so I guess that's as close as we can get I mean, to. Yeah. Like, and me and George were on a video call from earlier in the night, so it's like he was sitting across the table from me, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. and so we were just like laughing, carry on. That's cool. That's a great way to play Sweet. multiplayer okay. games over the internet is with a video connection added to it. It's it's a lot of fun. It was good to know that I had my homies. Yeah, that's right. Smite some people. Like <laughs> parties like, in day of, <laughs> days of yore. Yeah. He was like, why do you care? I'm like, they killed me. And I have to get revenge on these people. He's like, okay. So how are you guys? Doing Sean, you, you need a haircut. I know. The madness on the inside is starting to reflect on the outside now. When all this started, I said, you know what? Let's see what happens if I don't I don't shave or don't cut my hair the entire time. I tried um, that. I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to make it through. <laughs> I just I put my hat on every day. Yeah. I started looking pretty homeless, so I had to, I had to shave at least. I'm, I'm already there. I look homeless. I think I'm going to give my son a haircut tomorrow, which I've I've done it before. Like I gave him his first haircut and I've done like barracks haircuts when I was in the army. And it, they weren't that great, but I'm going to try my hand at it because why not? He doesn't care. He doesn't know anybody. My wife, uh, my wife just cut my son's hair and he was so squirmy that uh, it's it's it looks stylistic, but he is like so many waves on the sides and the back of his head from everywhere he like moved because he was he was so squirmy that he has this he's got wave patterns all over his head but he's five and it doesn't matter so he's fine with it i thought about making uh old man hair on my oldest son shave <laughs> like super on the top just leaving that little, little around the back yeah that'd be Why so mean in, in Navy boot camp, whenever people showed up, did the barbers like mess with people, or did they just like shave your head and you walked out the door? Complete straight shave as close as they can get without using a razor blade. Yeah. Yeah, they when did you first that got there. just about everybody. Yeah, yeah. and you're like your first day, and there yeah. were some people that had big like poofy hair, and they would oh, yeah. mess with people. They would shave oh, everything yeah. except for like a circle on the back of their head. Right. And have them walk out the door and then get screamed at, and then they would have to walk right back in and finish. <laughs> that was fun. Tommy, I mean, how's work? Busy. Very busy. The uh, we just started a new department at our uh, at our facility, which we do we make valves, we make and repair valves. And there's lots of other companies that make and repair valves that right now uh, have like surplus of valves literally just sitting in a stockyard at the back of their facilities, kind of like we do. And so my boss got the idea to um, be a distributor for surplus valves. So he bought a domain. Uh, he talked to one of the took a couple other uh, companies in town and put together a a plan and a program to take on all of their surplus valves and uh, be like a broker for them. We get a percentage of, you know, what we sell the valves for. Um, We can store them for a fee if they want. If not, then 
we just host a website where they where they post what valves they have for sale and we sell them for them. So I'm I'm one of the people taking over that department, and so it's gotten very very busy at work. <sighs> it's a very niche kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, very. Reminds niche me kind of, of like Hank Hill and his like propane tank accessories kind of thing. <laughs> Is this to like other like big oil companies? Like what when you talk about valves, like give me an idea of what we're thinking of. Is it like the size of like yeah, a so we like sell the size the of a car? Valves for like um for like Baker Hughes and um Slumberjay. They're they're oh, oil. Slumberjay, yeah, of course. No, I have no idea well, what that means. They're oil they they harvest, not harvest, mine been playing minecraft all i can think is harvest and mining like other, they like, uh slurp up the oil what is the word for extract? it extract extract yeah yeah uh-huh. how about so Dirt? they're the companies that actually do this stuff and we're the company that supplies the stuff that they use to get the stuff i'm so eloquent that was very well put it made perfect sense so is i guess is there such a disparity in the oil industry that they would need different types of valves? Like I would imagine the yeah, slurping because, process I mean, being somewhat standardized. And then the pipeline process, like a pipeline is, is yay big, the valve would need to fit onto that pipe. Because every refinery refines different things, whether it's the crude, whether it's the natural gas that's a byproduct of the oil, whether it's the petroleum, whether it's the wax, whether it's the – like oil makes – a bajillion different things that come out of this one crude material. And so there's facilities that, that process it all. And each one of these facilities has about 800 valves that control the flow of everything that goes through their facility. Uh, And so we facilitate, we're the engine to general motors. We don't build the car, but we build the engine that General Motors puts in the car to make the car go. If that makes sense. Perfect sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good being in this industry, uh, especially at this time, because there's still there's always work to be had, regardless of what's going on with the economy. So it's uh, I'm very lucky. <laughs> I'm very lucky to still have a job because I know a lot of people. Um, are either furloughed or quarantined or any, everything like that. So I count myself lucky, even though it's hard watching everybody build, you know, have the time to build all this really cool stuff that I only dream of doing <laughs> on the weekends when my kids are asleep. But other than that, been doing good, staying busy. Sean, is the education system in Southern California still going strong? Well, we're on spring break right now, so we get a little bit of a reprieve, but it's uh, back up and running in full swing on Monday with some new things in place, like a, like a full schedule and got, just knowing that this is going to be kind of life going forward. So, Wait, uh, hold on. What do you mean, like things full and back in full swing, like kids are well, at school? <laughs> no, no, no. What, okay, so what I mean is that... Distance learning, right? Well, yeah, but see, from the time... From the time that all this started for us till, uh, say, like last Friday, we were expected to provide content every single day, but there wasn't a clear 
outline of responsibility on, on teachers' part and students' part other than we were supposed to be you know, trying to provide content. And whatever work that the students did was only going to be benefiting their grades. So like their grade could only go up from doing the work because we had to assess every student's individual um, capacity for getting online. There's a lot of students that don't have Internet access, so we can't hold them accountable for work that they can't see or, or do. But the district has been working hard to make sure that those students now have access and that now starting Monday, you know, it's distance learning, but now everything counts. So they're more responsible for all their work. We have um, an hour every day for each different class for doing kind of like um, an almost like an office hour type thing. If they want to hop on to like Google Hangout and get one on one help, they can. But I have to be available and on the call during that hour every day um, for for like a different class. It's all kind of like mapped out. And I'll be like that now, basically from now until the end of the year. So it'd be interesting. So, sounds very similar to what uh, Samantha and Grant School is. Like it was sort of they were like in a weird limbo-y kind of state when it all kind of went on. It was basically like a pause, like right before and everything when everything was happening. And so um, they're starting back Monday as well with like an outline of, like I say, a schedule, and they kind of have. We're like kind of clearing out a spot uh, in house for Grant and Samantha, so they can both kind of be in their own like quiet areas to do like this is your spot for home for work. You know, we were we kind of just like took over the kitchen table last time when it was just me sort of trying to supplement the little that I knew where they were at sort of at school already. But um, yeah, they actually have a curriculum now, and they're not sure how the grading part's going to go. They said they're still having to meet a lot with the school board and like the the um, the uh, North Carolina Education like consortium or whatever it is the over, overarching yeah you know body that regulates all that stuff just to see what the how the details are but um, yeah it looks like it's going to be normal I don't know like school hours I'm not really sure I have to look at the schedule again but uh, they're similar like blocks of time like you were just describing for them as well. I'm still supposed to work my regular eight to three, um, huh. <clears throat> even though I only have that one hour of actually being um, on the call. But then I'm supposed to be, per our contract, um, available by phone or in the computer, basically during those eight hours. That, that's kind of our our agreement. And then hmm. on Monday, I'm supposed to be going into the campus to pick up a couple items because you know now that we're going to be out, so I'm going to see if I can get my my full size tablet my printer and then maybe one of the 3d printers too because it's just sitting there doing nothing so might as well bring it here and put it to work yep what else you guys been working on i be you josh you haven't talked about what you've been doing i've been working from home and honestly i've worked more probably from home than i have when i was at bob's like the it's more of like a dense workload than like we have this amount of stuff to do and we would take little interstitial breaks to like have stupid star wars conversations or whatever and now those aren't there so now i just have like a workload of stuff to do we have a meeting in the morning we all split up and do our tasks and then we all kind of come together we had to put out a video today so i had to do all that wednesdays and thursday is like my busy take the thing make all the blog posts, send it out to the world kind of time. So the last couple of days I've been pretty busy with that. 
And I don't know when I'm not doing that stuff. Um, trying to put that motorcycle together and play Minecraft. So yeah, I just put out that uh, garden garden bed video. It was cute. It was quick. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it was fun. It was the fastest project I think I've ever made in my life. Uh, all of us worked together and we shot it and built it all in in an evening, yeah. and then filled it and planted it and you know got a couple of follow up shots the next morning after my laser cutter still isn't cutting, and so uh, it would like trace out all of the shapes for all those little veggie signs. And I would have to go with a pair of uh, pliers and break apart all the pieces <laughs> and then glue everything back together because I, I would eventually break everything apart. Um, so the day after, I got a couple follow-up shots and then edited it and released it. and Yeah, it was done. It was quick. It was a fun project. The video is up to 300 views. <sighs> Not trying to brag or anything. I mean, I... But... Uh, well. YouTube time has been has been kind of interesting lately. Like it, the the norm has kind of shifted. People who would watch things on their lunch break don't have lunch breaks anymore. Like my my YouTube recommended feed is nothing but motorcycle stuff, where it used <laughs> to be all of our favorite woodworking people. And so I think the people that are like trying to bake bread, and who are like I'm gonna try this new cool thing that I've been putting off, like that thing is now consuming their recommended videos or we don't know. Like stuff has been kind of, kind of not like consistently down, but consistently inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I did this particular project was because I thought it would be applicable to a lot of people who are home, especially with kids and who want to like build a garden or, you know, try something new. And that's why I featured, you know, featured the kids in it, even though I'm terrified that I'm going to get like comments disabled and demonetized and all that kind of stuff because of everything that's been happening with Sean over the last couple years. Yeah, it gets well, no more like six months, but it's even stranger because I had comments turned on my, for my last video for the laser one. I'm like, yeah, that's great. I get to talk to people again. And then three days later, they turned them off. Really? Yes. I am so pissed. The shop class videos I have, like Bob's kids, I edited in tons of times in there. They're still they're still fine. They work. Yeah, there, there's something fishy going on, and their response is, "Oh, we just haven't gotten to everybody's video yet." No, don't give me that crap. There, there's something else going on, um, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to justify it. Um, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. So now that I've got that done, I'm uh, I'm working on finishing up the Star Wars desk. I got the pieces cut out of the, the catalogs for the bow ties. Uh, and then I just need to, <laughs> I just need to, to route the shapes out of the desk itself and inlay the, inlay the Star Wars fighters and then fill it with epoxy. And I was going to try and put, hide a little uh, cell phone charger under the desk and then put a little rebel insignia on the top of the desk. So when you put your phone, Rebel insignia charges your phone, uh, but apparently stores around here are not selling non-essential items anymore, and so I don't know if I can get my hands on uh, hand one. I don't know. 
It's been a while Target since I've been to the store. So, yeah, it's been over all over the news. Like Walmart and Target no longer selling non-food related items or something like that. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how much of it is true because, like I said, I haven't been in the store in a while. But that was something that popped up in my newsfeed today as I was perusing what's going on in the outside world. Weird. I find it's best to avoid such things. I did, though. I had to go to Lowe's yesterday. And it really made me pretty anxious and pretty nervous because they had um, a bunch of landscaping timbers, like, creating a line outside because they can only have 200 people in the store at any given time. All the people were wearing masks. I'd say about a third of the customers are wearing masks. They had these impromptu big plastic sneeze Mm -hmm. guard, like, uh, teller at the bank style walls. Yeah. In front of people. And when I went, it was really busy and they were moving around a bunch of stuff. And there were a lot of people like hollering to other people across the store. It felt super chaotic and scary. I'm like, I just need a little PVC fitting because my furnace started leaking. So I had to go fix it really quick. And I remember going in there and just like, this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to be out of this store as quickly as possible. Or were, Ooh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to go back. Were you wearing a mask? I was not wearing a mask. My wife has been feverishly making. <clears throat> well, feverishly is probably the wrong word. <laughs> she, she has been like pumping out masks. She's been getting uh, orders from friends that we know that are nurses, like the local hospital here and some other people, and I've been printing those little backstrap thingies that hold the elastic so they don't have to touch people's ears. But no, I was not wearing a mask. Uh, I am waiting. Actually, I just probably don't want to go outside anymore, but I'm waiting on do 3d. Do you guys know who do 3d is? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, I think it's a group it's more, definitely more than one person, a group of 3d modelers that do uh, paid 3d models for like helmets and, suits of armor and you know movie and property related items they're coming out with like a free set of respirator ish uh like character masks that you can right. 3d print like bane or They've something got one for, yeah like bane they have sub-zero and scorpion they have the, the um, killmonger and the black panther that you can like put little filters and stuff on the inside of the mask and you can like wear it around uh, I'm, I'm holding out for one of those. I can make my own. See, I would wear those. I think that's the uh, FDA just approved the first uh, 3D printed mask. I think the CDC might have also. I don't know if that matters for for the ones that you're talking about, but I know that they're finally kind of embracing the fact that people could do this at home and um, kind of. And people have been doing this at home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know, but there's some organizations though where if you work for them, you can't wear those, or they don't allow you to wear those yet. But now it looks like since one officially got approved, that might quickly be changing. Mm-hmm. A lot of the the masks that I see people wearing are like the either the like the really thin light blue surgical masks, or since this is Oklahoma, I've seen so many people wearing bandanas. So many people. <laughs> I'm like, we about to rob a place or something. And it's, uh, I was like, yeah, those don't do anything. They don't. Well, but it would be cool to like have one that's, yeah. 
so I think the thing with that is if you get a droplet on that, I don't know if it's necessarily it can't filter everything out, but it's like you don't have a barrier from the wetness, something in between, and then your possible wetness or it doesn't keep your breath in. Well, masks are effective for people who are already sick to keep from getting other people sick. Yeah, if you're but, around somebody that's sick, viruses, it's like trying to stop marbles with a chain link fence. It, it just goes through. And so it's not effective for the purpose that people think well, it's effective. But the viruses aren't free-floating. They're attached to right. droplets of moisture. Yep. Well, this one's also airborne. So, I mean, it's... It's, <laughs> it's, it's on moisture. Yeah, it's, a, it's moisture. It's, it's, it's spit droplets. Airborne. So you get sneezed on or it can live on a surface. It doesn't float around like a candle in a breeze. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the moisture barrier. And that's where some people were having those... Um, I say they're RZ masks, but they have those little diaphragm filters that when you breathe in, it, it the filter clogs and you breathe in through the mesh. Well, like those 3M out, ones that go on either side well, of your face? Yeah, but those are constant. I'm talking about the ones that have, it has a little round like diaphragm valve. And so those, when you breathe out, they open and let your breath go out. And then when you inhale, it clogs up and you breathe in through the, the mesh. So those are doing nothing because it is expelling your moist breath out into the world. Like that's defeating the purpose. The whole purpose is to keep your breath and other people's breath inside your little barrier and inside their little barrier. And so a bandana, I mean, it's it's it probably not FDA approved because of certain filtration or whatever, but it's keeping your your humid virus potentially filled stank breath inside your own little biosphere. If you have enough layers and the issue, like you mentioned about only only recommend the recommendation of only wearing them when you have symptoms is that's part of the problem is that you can be contagious when you don't have yet to display symptoms if you already have it and you don't know it yet. Yeah. So the, the point, the idea is like you treat yourself as you already have it regardless. And then it it like puts a huge stomp to it, you know. The, the county I live in made it mandatory that if you are outside of your house, you are to be wearing a mask. I mean, I'm probably not like your front yard, but like if you're driving somewhere, like even in the car, you're supposed to be wearing a mask. Um, and that's just, uh, I think it's a, a precaution of getting people to think a little bit more about just protecting themselves and others around them. And, you know, even though in your car, it's, you know, there's nobody else around, but I think it's just the, the visual indicator of that. Uh, and if you're not, it's punishable by fine now. Mm. Wow. No, it's a, a federal recommendation. The mm. the military is, is so funny right now <laughs> because they're freaking out. Because for the longest time, they would just ignore it because the whole rest of the world was like, oh, my God, this thing is happening. Everybody needs to shelter in place and stay away. And they're like, yeah, whatever. Everybody show up at 630 in the morning and yeah. stand right next to each other just because you have to work here. And we don't know what else to do to like the next day. It's you are not allowed to go off base. You are not allowed to do any of these things. You have to wear a mask all the time. And so it's this huge, massive bipolar kind of swing. And my brother, who's still in the Navy, uh, was like, yeah, I have to get these masks. I can't get them anywhere. And they have to be uh, in accordance with like their uniform regulations. So like the military does not issue a surgical mask to people. So they have to relax their standards. But because they're the Army or because they're the Navy, they're going to have people with like bunch of curse words all over their homemade mask because you told me to wear a mask and so they put out guidance 
So he has to wear one that is within a certain color palette, like these three different colors. Yep. So my my niece had to take a bunch of his old T-shirts and cut up a bunch of his old T-shirts. And, and Tiffany was uh, FaceTiming with her to show her how to sew up these masks just so they could be yeah, – he could wear them. Jay. He could pass them out to people mm-hmm. like um, at work so he could be in accordance with these new made-up kind of Rigs. buffer uniform regulations. Mm-hmm. There's people getting arrested for like being off base at a bar. Like you're not, if you live on base, you're not supposed to be, you have to call your supervisor. If you just like, I live in my house, I don't live on base. I would have to call my supervisor and tell them I'm leaving my own home, why I'm leaving my own home. And then I would have to wait for approval from my commander to leave my own home. They're getting crazy. And it's really funny to watch as a a veteran, as an outsider, (laughs) Because the military is stupid and they handle things stupidly. And so to watch all the individual accounts of that stupidity just makes me giggle in my in my happy heart. My brother was just deployed <laughs> to another, another country that I'm probably not supposed to say for nope. some reason regarding – I don't know if it's related to any of this. But you said that things are pretty, uh, pretty intense where they are too. So kind of a weird time for that. Yep. Yeah, on the USS uh, Teddy Roosevelt – aircraft carrier oh, in the navy did you hear about all that yeah, yeah so they they obviously this is a little bit old news now uh it broke out i guess maybe a week or more ago whatever and the uh captain of the ship basically issued like a a statement or a letter and i don't how it got out it's not really clear i think at this point but somehow a letter got out that he wrote that basically is just saying hey we need help because everybody's getting infected, yeah, and there's no 61% way to... 61% infection rate for people on the yeah. ship. Yeah. And it was getting worse. Yeah, and they, they had to pull into Guam, and they try to evacuate the people that were symptomatic off the ship, because there's no there's no such thing as social distancing on a ship. It's impossible. Um, and as of today, uh, there's over 400 cases um, on that ship. And uh, because he did that, the Navy fired him, fired the captain, because they said it was uh, kind of displaying like a weakness and like a, ca- a void in that their theater, because like they're saying the, the ship is basically disabled. And so it shows like a, well, a, sec- it's like a security as a, as a PR stunt. They did because he, he jumped the chain of command and he leaked right. a memo to the public to try right. to make people look bad because I can see I can see I can see how they would play it where you know it was like a, a sec rep kind of thing where you know there he's basically like what you just said sean about you don't want to say where your brother's stationed they're not supposed to say where the carrier is at at any, at any point hey we're in guam now well now you know where it is it makes it sort of like a big target and also the place that that area that is their theater of patrol now you know there's one less carrier if your person yeah i can see it. there there is it's better to not have that information out there i understand uh, in some regards, well, but the acting secretary of the Navy uh, just got fired too. <laughs> so, did he, didn't he just resign? Well, come on. Well, that oh. no, the story gets better. <laughs> so the the Navy captain wrote wrote the Department of Defense and was like, "These guys, I need some help. Nobody yep. did anything to help." Yep. And in lieu of guidance, you're supposed to just keep doing what you're doing, even though it may be completely stupid. And you're like, "I'm about to run into a minefield. Can I turn around?" And while you're waiting for the order to turn around, you got to keep going. And so he didn't. So this letter got leaked. The secretary of the Navy got mad, flew all the way out to Guam, 
addressed the sailors on the ship who think this guy is a hero. Gave him a like uh, a hero's Lost. departure when he got yep. off the ship. Yep. He got on the ship, got over the intercom, and pretty much told everybody that that guy was stupid or he was naive or like was he thinking doing this? Like telling telling all of the the, the Vikings in the meat hall that the king is a coward and the king is stupid. Like that's not going to go over real well. So everybody from all the branches pretty much told the secretary of the Navy that he's a piece of crap and needs to be fired. And how dare he do that? And I didn't know he actually got fired. Interesting. He was the acting one too, because the one that was actually the real secretary of the Navy, quote unquote, he left under previous um, things before all this COVID stuff. It was like, it's a whole other story why he got let go or he left. But yeah. And it's no surprise that any of that cabinet is in constant flux. It's that's yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we don't usually get political on this show, but yeah. That, so it's affecting no, everybody. It, in moments like this, it makes me happy that I'm not yeah. in the military. Yeah. Because as much as the civilian pop- population like kind of doesn't know what to do with himself and is bored, it's worse. There. It's like mm-hmm. it's stuff is weird. I have to telecommute. The military looks. And just like they they would have no idea what to do. They're completely ill prepared for something like this. And you would think that like, oh, when the National Guard shows up, everything is going to be OK. They are just as like not I don't say dumb. No, there's no way dumb. They are unprepared for any given situation other than like invading a country. So if they need to set up a, a hospital, it's literally a bunch of dudes putting up a tent and then sitting around in a, in a smoking circle doing nothing next to each other. So, like, they're not prepared for things like this, and it's really funny to watch people scramble. And, unfortunately, <laughs> and then they, like, very yeah. vocally <laughs> talk yeah. a bunch of trash about how stupid everything is. It's fun. So, what else are you guys doing? I, we've talked about this a little bit, but maybe not as directly. Um, what else are you guys doing to kind of keep yourselves busy or stay sane? Are you kind of like adopting new schedules during the day? Um, just to give yourself some sort of structure. I know, Donovan, you're probably kind of an outlier here, but um, I'm sure with other things going on around you that uh, you might have to make some additional adjustments to. Uh, uh, Myself, so on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I'm trying to have more of a carved-out time that I can be in the shop and do shop things. Um, All the other... and It's not completely exclusive, but that's the days I've sort of set aside uh for shop related stuff since i have the podcast recording on thursdays i have another maker meeting related to um the local group that i run it's on wednesdays and so tuesdays i threw that in there as well just to make a little block and so that runs uh through dinner sometimes even like so i'm so Catherine's doing like bedtime sort of routine for the kids on those nights um i've been trying to use some of that time to do Twitch stuff, but I haven't actually been able to get that going. I've just been too, invo- too involved in the current project I'm working on. Um, but yeah, those, that's the only schedule I have at this point. Um, that'll have to shift a little bit in the coming week when the kids go back to quote-unquote school. Um, but I had to have some sort of structure of some sort of milestone in the week or else I didn't know what day of the week it was, and that doesn't feel good. <laughs> so... As loose as it is, that's the one I have. <laughs> that's... Yeah. I've always had to have a watch that told me what day, not just the date. 
because I never knew what day it was, and this makes it worse. Mm -hmm. Like, Sean, you mentioned getting on the podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Thursday. And I released a video today that was luckily scheduled because right now, please don't rely on me to tell anybody (laughs) what day of the week it is. I've tried to do more with the kids, but they make it really difficult. (laughs) They're all bored, and I know they're bored, and I have work to do, and I'm not good at working from home because I want to just – I want to do everything I need to do and then be finished so that I can go focus over there. So, like, me coming home from work, I can, like, take that off. I can put on my family time kind of hat. And now those worlds are blurred, and it's not easy for me. And all the kids want to do is play, and I I try to play with them, but then they're so overwhelming that it's difficult. And so I am – this is an exercise for me in being patient and trying to have individual one-on-one time with the kids while still trying to get my work done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to fold the kids into doing more shoppy kind of stuff as well since they never really had that opportunity at this current state, unless it's a weekend, which usually we're out and about doing, you know, traveling or camping or whatever during normal non COVID season, as Grant calls it, he calls it right now, uh, virus COVID season. Yeah. He calls it virus season. He's like, once the virus season's over, we'll be able to go camping. Right, dad. And go visit our friends. Right. Yeah. So virus. I took the kids out. Rabbit season. Virus season. season. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had like a, a car ride. Like I went up to Louisville and I had to drop something off at Anthony's house. And just like, we went for a ride because I had to get out of the house. I gave Tiff some free time and we got in the car and my middle son was like, we're going to the comic book store. I'm like, no buddy. He goes, is it closed? Cause it's Sunday. And I'm like, well, no, it's not Sunday. He's like, so we're going to the comic book store. I'm like, well, no, but they're closed. <laughs> He's like, so it is Sunday. And my oldest son <laughs> understands the virus and all this, but my other two don't. And I'm like, yeah, sure. It could be Sunday. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> There's no way of knowing. I've been trying to do some, a very similar schedule to what I was doing when school was in, because it's spring break for us right now. And I basically get up, make coffee, get the kids kind of going in their morning a little bit. And then I kind of sit in the office for a couple hours. And right now I'm, I'm working a lot in Blender doing some 3d work so i'm i'm doing something digitally in front of the computer and then once my butt starts to feel numb i kind of get up and you know try to try to move a little bit and check out my wife who is then working uh she's turned a part of her bedroom into her office so she's working in there she has calls that she's doing with the different stuff and different work that she's doing um and my kids are pretty well self-directed right now they they bounce between you know, doing projects on their own, Legos, puzzles, drawing, and then usually outside, except that almost since spring break has started, it's been raining nonstop here, which is really kind mm. of a kind of a bummer. Um, oh. But making Easter decorations now, and yeah, that's I guess that's about it. Yeah, uh, one of the things I did, uh, it's been like a couple weeks now since I've I issued this. Um, project basically uh when i was sort of going over school time with the kids uh i kind of remembered how when i was samantha's age like do making like book reports and little reports on different things was something that stands out in my mind like writing an outline and having like paragraphs and all this 
And so I, I distinctly remember writing a report on animal, a certain animal that you choose. And so I sort of pitched that to Samantha, like, hey, you, you and Grant choose animal, an animal uh, to kind of make a report about. And she's like, well, I don't really know what that means. And so I found like a little outline online, like for a third grader kind of level of like, here's what you research here. You know, what's the animal's diet? Where does it come from? What's its Latin name? You know, all these things that they normally wouldn't put together and collate into one thing. And then she also was like sort of regurgitating what she learned to Grant, who was sitting there beside her. And then he, she was having him like draw like the pictures of the Tasmanian devil. And so they've been like collaborating and like adding to this report over the last couple weeks. Um, so every week I'm like, oh, it's due next week. And then the week comes, I'm like, oh, it's due next week. And I keep doing that just because other things have been coming up. And <laughs> that's, everything. Your, that's your first draft. That's right. That's right. Uh, and it's funny, like before that we were going over animals and I kind of went into like animal kingdom stuff and, you know, all the classifications of like, what's, what's a mollusk? You know, all these things that like, you don't really hear a lot unless you're in elementary school or middle school or whatever. So we were, I was trying to get them to name all the crustaceans that they can think of, like around our house and all these different weird little things. Like what kind of animals, what are their biomes? And, what, you know, we kind of did a deep dive on all things animal. And that was kind of fun. That took up a couple of days. And it kind of let them think of the area that we live in in a different way. So it was kind of neat. Yeah. So I'd recommend doing that maybe. doing Try to do a report with the kids, like have them choose an animal. They chose the Tasmanian devil. That's what they're researching. So marsupials cool. and echidnas and all these other interesting animals keep popping up and they're like oh what's that and they do like what uh i'll play some of the videos from steve Irwin's kids who have like a little channel where they do like a kind of a deep dive on different animals and stuff and so it's been a good escape and the san diego zoo has a great website and there's some other national geographic resources so if anyone's looking for like a little project to sort of even get all kids kind of into that that could be something because i could see all your kids being sort of involved in that josh like i could see your kids like drawing or coloring oh, things and, yeah yeah it, it's part of their um their homeschool curriculum right so like e- even though they're not meeting in person yeah. my oldest son and my middle son they both have reports to do mm-hmm. and my oldest he's still working on his big end of term like vikings report nice. which is kind of fun because he teaches me about uh there's this king from norway that tried to invade england and kill Norman the Conqueror, but he died trying, and he was hailed as a failure. But he was a giant, and he had a cool name. And he was telling me all about it, and then I found something on Curiosity Stream. They talked about him, and he was like, "Whoa, that's whatever this guy's name was." Like he was so excited about this super obscure Scandinavian Viking king. And yeah, it's 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 along those lines. Like pick something kind of obscure, or pick something that and. Tell me about it. Like, go research it that you think might be cool. Why is the platypus so strange? Like, yep. Hmm. It was funny you were talking about the animal book reports in the third grade. Yep. And I remember, like, the first time I had to do that, I was assigned the red wolf. Hmm. And I went to the library and I had to look up the, ens- I picked the Encyclopedia Britannica. And it had a whole thing on wolves and it had, like, a single sentence on a red wolf. I'm like, well, this sucks. <laughs> and everybody else had pretty generic ones. I remember everybody at like, my table, that girl had elephant and kangaroo and like bison. And I had red wolf. I'm like, well, that's super specific. 
I remember my report of being very disappointed with, with the available information on Red Wolf. Man, work, since I go to work, I can't be involved in this whole process with my kids. And by the time I get home, it's hard because, like, work has been so busy that when I get home in the evenings, it's right at dinner time. And so I get home, we sit down, we have dinner. And by that time, like, I'm just so beat. It's hard to, like, it's hard to do stuff. Uh, And my kids, you know, just like you were saying with your kids, Josh, all they want to do is play. I'm like, my kids just want to play. And, like, I, I try to make, you know, time for them. Uh, to play and do a lot of other kind of stuff before I just completely run out of energy. But the other day I was uh, I was thinking about Elf. I don't know why. Elf on the Shelf. I was like, man, you know, Elf on the Shelf is always fun, you know, during the Christmas time because every morning the kids would wake up and the first thing that they do after they get ready for the day was go on this, like, little search for Elf on the Shelf. So I thought about doing... Uh, you know, since I can't be here with them during the day, like all of their other, uh, all the other parents in the neighborhood are that maybe I can like 3d print little figures or a little something, you know, something, something, and then hide it in the house so that, cause I, I always have to leave for work before they're even up in the mornings. I was like, maybe, maybe I could like hide stuff. And then when they get up in the mornings and throughout the day, they can like every day they could try and find, you know, the next little figure. So I can still be, you know, Engaged. involved involved in their day, even though I'm not there. You could do a Cyrus the virus, and every time they see him, they have to go <laughs> wash their hands for 20 seconds. You know what? <laughs> you should make that a thing, because I think that would sell. Cyrus the virus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what, what I can attempt to 3D print <laughs> to be able to, to hide from my kids. There's a little um, – I don't have one down here. I think the kids all have them. I think I found them. I think of her somewhere. It's a little like gems, little like crystalline-looking gems that are protruding out of a little base that you can put a little tea light in. I printed some of those in various colors, and the kids use them as like Breath of the Wild style, like, oh, this is a, a, an emerald, or these are rubies or sapphires. and Those things are pretty cool because it's like a hidden little gem, and – they're, they stand probably about four or five inches tall, and yeah. you can shrink them if you want. But, like, those things are pretty fun because it's, like, actual treasure, and it looks like treasure. It's not a bad idea. So speaking of searching for stuff, and I know that we've been recording for a while already, um, what are your plans for Easter this year, if you celebrate it at all, given that things are quite different the, the, this year? Like, my wife we and I church are gonna... online every Sunday. Yeah, I, we, we've been doing that too. But so my wife and I are going to do kind of like a treasure hunt in the house for the kids, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of puzzles, almost like an escape room type, except without having to escape the room, but similar puzzles that you would find, mm-hmm. and maybe try having some fun with that since they can't really do, you know, much else or seeing any of the other friends that we usually would. It's a good idea. I haven't really thought about it. You know, we have our little baskets with activities because we don't we don't eat candy in our house because we're that weird family <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't have candy in the house so we don't we don't have like baskets of candy like it's atypical for easter um but we have like activities and games and they're into card games a lot lately as a byproduct of all of this they really got into card games which is pretty fun but 
Yeah, yeah, yeah treasure hunt would be really cool. Hmm? Was that Wes? I said like poker and blackjack. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh yeah. My son loves to double down. I don't know what that means. <laughs> so what Something. kind of card games? Um. Well, we got like Harry Potter Uno. Uh, Once Upon a Time. Um. We've got. Uh, uh, trying to think of the other ones. Cards Against Humanity. No, not Cards <laughs> Against Humanity. Just these these random uh, like uh, what is it like Old Maid and Go Fish yeah. themed ones. Because I, I mean seven, five, and one are my kids' age. So right. can't we can't do Cards Against Humanity or Boss <laughs> Battle or you know all the all the fun ones that I used to like to do when we Exploding would do kittens. back when. Yeah, exploding kittens. Back when you know we had social lives, and once a month we would get four or five mm-hmm. families together to have game night. Yeah, we can't play those yet because they're not old enough. Hogwarts Battle is a fantastic card game, um, but they they wouldn't grasp the concept of like a a game like that. So you know, go fish and Uno and throw throw burrito is pretty good. It may be like. Just outside. Throw do, it's throw called, burrito. Throw throw burrito. It's a it's a card game. Okay. In from the makers of exploding kittens. Yeah, you're matching kind of color coded cards, and each one of them does something different. And it's like a like a matching card game meets spoons meets dodgeball. It's quite a combination. Yeah. What what is the dodgeball element in the, of this game? You're throwing you're you're hitting people with a, a plush burrito. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> throw burrito is pretty fun. And you're like chasing each other around the house. Some of them are like a you like you sit across from each other and there's like the burritos in the middle and then if you get a certain card you're supposed to pick one up and like hit a certain person with the burrito. And then there's another one that's like a duel where you stand back to back and you walk three three paces and you try to hit the other person with burritos. It's pretty fun. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna get that because it's at Target and I can. It's if they're still purchase. selling, <laughs> if they're yeah, still selling, essential. it's food. It's burrito. It's got burrito in the yeah, name. Yeah, it's, it's got food. burrito right. in the name. Hey, games are pretty essential. Stay- yeah, look for a wireless charger while you're there. It's not like they cleared the shelves of everything should. that they had before. Right. I they can didn't only take imagine the dollar what bins. eerie post-apocalyptic feel there would be going to going to a place like Target. You were talking about Lowe's. Lowe, our Lowe's is is somewhat like that. They've got the like the blast shield, not the blast sneeze guards or whatever. <laughs> up everywhere and you know tape on all the floors for six feet apart when people are standing in line but it's not it hasn't reached the level of like eerie eerie apocalypse yet here it's not to say that it won't apparently we're behind the times but uh i can only imagine what targets like (laughs) throw throw burrito cool thank you for the recommendation that's fantastic Speaking of recommendations, where are you guys geeking out about? That was, that was smooth. Uh, I'm geeking about geeking out about my project I've been working on. Um, so I've been working which, on this Minecraft. Which one? My, well, <laughs> oh, that my, one. 
the Minecraft project. So I've been working on a Minecraft, basically like a notification uh, light sign or lit sign. So basically it's the letters of Minecraft uh, that have backlit letters uh, with LEDs. And when a certain person logs in, you like basically pre-describe uh, eight or nine people's usernames on a, on a Minecraft server. And it checks uh, the current status of the server against that list. And if, let's say, Donovan's online, it'll illuminate the M blue. And if uh, Josh is online, it'll illuminate the I red or whatever colors or letters you designate. So it's an easy way to, like, while I'm doing other stuff, if I happen to see, oh, Josh is online and Donovan and Sean because those letters are lit up, then I'm like, oh, let me jump in there and play. So it's sort of like a cool. not not phone-based notifi- notification system. Um, and I've been messing with that. I laser cut uh, one of the letters. As you can see, there's the M from Minecraft. Mm. I'm holding up for the camera here. Um, just like a little prototype. And it does work with the light behind it, which is kind of hard to tell on this crappy camera. But... Oh, it works. There cool. you go. Not so ideal. for his video... We're yeah. all gonna have to go on at the same time and have yes, like a party. Yep. Um, and the so login drop out really quick so they blink. <laughs> I've been messing with the the laser cut stuff and it it might work. I've ordered some other pieces to sort of get a better design because each letter in the back behind each letter is gonna have to be kind of quarantined to keep the light from bleeding into the next mm-hmm. letter, that sort of thing. Um, I got the code mostly uh, worked out. I might transfer it over to a Raspberry Pi Zero. W to shrink the form factor. Currently, it's on a Pi 3. Um, but it's been a fun kind of combination of my leisure time, hanging out with you guys, playing Minecraft, and kind of rolling a project out of it uh, in something I've been wanting to do. Yeah. Very cool project, by the way. I've been geeking out about a movie that I've been waiting to show my son. We watched it last night. I don't know if any of you remember watching Rad growing up the bmx bike movie rad yeah yeah so <laughs> i have i have like an old bootleg vhs transfer to, uh, to dvd copy that wow. my son and i kind of slogged through last night but you know he ended up really liking it and i don't know it was one of my favorite movies growing up um i always wanted to have one of those bikes so you could do a lot of those tricks but i didn't i had a bike that weighed like 50 pounds that i couldn't i could barely pull a wheelie off with and uh, we just got him a brand new bike recently because he outgrew his old one. So he has a mongoose that has the the front, you know, the front wheel pegs and the back wheel pegs. Huh. He's like, "What are these for? Is that so someone can stand on them?" And I'm like, "Okay, we have to watch the movie now. You'll see what all that stuff is for." I don't have any recollection of that movie, uh, but I remember wanting a bike with pegs for some reason. So maybe that's why. <laughs> and it's sort of I, I just have lost all recollection of it. I, huh. wanted to, I wanted to be a crew Jones growing up. That's how much I liked that movie and huh. doing all those tricks. Huh. He was in that movie. So oh, I, Aunt uh, Becky was in that movie. Who? Aunt Becky was in that movie. That's what yeah. I remember. Yeah, Lori Laughlin. I haven't seen that movie. She was the mean female lead. And then when I posted on uh, on Facebook about it, a bunch of my friends chimed in and said, oh, wait, the Blu-ray is being released for it this, uh, you know, like in a June. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I know what I'll be buying. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch the trailer for that or something. I haven't seen that one. That's it's cool. it's the '80s trope movie. Yep. Roller it's, Boys. It's, I saw that one. 
That was a weird one. So I've... uh, No, go ahead. Okay. Um, On nights when uh, I'm up late, after the kids have gone to bed, I'm usually, like, working on stuff in the garage. And sometimes I'll I'll jump on Xbox Live because uh, all my gamer friends are all quarantined at home, so they've, all they do is play video games all day. And uh, they've been playing a game called Division Two, which is a Tom Clancy military tactical game. Uh, I've never I've never been into those into those kind of games at all. Um, Mostly because like every other word out of every other person's mouth is the F word, and it's hard to justify playing a game like that game. when I have kids. Because uh, they're because anytime I I download a game or whatever, they're like, "Ooh, let's play." It's like, uh, let me play it first to see if we can play it together." Anyways, um, my friends convinced me to get this game. I was very skeptical. I dragged my feet in playing this game because I really didn't want to because it's never been my style of game or gameplay or anything like that. And I have to say, it's pretty fun. It's uh, I was surprised at how engaging uh, it is and difficult and fun and frustrating, but not to the point of wanting to throw the controller across the room. And I realized that I am used to playing games like doom where you just run and gun and there's so much like you just run and jump and blast people in the face and like everything is just so fast and then you come to a game like this where it's you hide and then you send a drone and then you duck around the corner and go pew 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 and then you hide again like it's very it's slow paced um but it's fun it is it's been surprisingly cool and i would recommend uh, the Division 2 for people that may think they might like a military tactical game on Xbox. And if you want to play with me, uh, Isaac Blue on everything uh, gamer related, if you want to add me, we could play Division 2 together and I can scream about how horrible I am because I keep dying. <laughs> you ready to get your, your 5'11 pants and your baseball cap with the Velcro patch on the front? Yep. Operator on it? Yep. Dope. I have no idea what I'm geeking out about. It's the same stuff because, I mean, this is the world we live in. Um, playing Minecraft has been fun, like I talked about. And today I took the motorcycle frame out to Bob's farm because there's a welder and some angle grinders out in the middle of nowhere near no one. And I sawed off all the little brackets that don't need to be there. I sawed off um, – or I tried to before all the batteries died. Like the back seat thing because I got the seat. It's called seat hoop where the seat goes on top of and I have to weld that on. So like the frame and the motorcycle is coming together and that's been, uh, it's been pretty exciting too. So it's, I'm making headway with that and I'm getting excited about it. So technically geeking out about motorcycle building. So it doesn't have any power out at the farm. It's all battery. Mm-hmm. Powered or what? No. Well, the tools we happen to have are battery operated. Okay. We had a battery operated angle grinder. And the batteries kept dying. Gotcha. I had to hook up. It had two twenty cause it was somebody's old, like a dirt bike shop, ranch, barn, whatever thing. And the welder that we have has a different plug. So I had to weld up a 220 plug and then we could bought a brand new welder. So, and then I had to set the welder up. And by that time, the kids were out like on the trails and out playing around and they were getting bored and tired. So we left. So uh, sometime this week, I'll go back out there and hopefully finish up that chunk of this project so I can 
move along. Nice. Well, keep it moving along. We would still love to hear from all of you. Yeah, so go ahead and check out our website, makinggeeks.com. We have a contact page on the site where you could directly contact us about the show, anything you'd like to see, questions you have, um, right there. And then on the homepage of the site, you could listen to all of our past episodes, which is, what, 179, almost 180 episodes now? Yep. It's getting up there fast. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. It is. And uh, one of the things about being stuck at work is that I get to live vicariously through people that are making things. And so it's been really cool to see Josh working on his motorcycle and Wes working on the sign and Sean doing all the stuff in Blender where he's transforming his logo into a three-dimensional shape, which you're going to 3D print, right? Tell me you're going to 3D print it. You're not going to 3D print it. Should 3D print it and then make a mold and then cast it, and then you'd have, like... It'd be so cool. Anyways, um... All of us are involved on social media. And so regardless of what any of us are working on at any given time, come find us. Come see what it is. Josh, you can see over at Josh underscore make stuff. Wes, you can see at Geeksmithing. Sean can be found at Geek Builders. I can be found at Once Upon a Workbench. And we'd like to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash making geeks for keeping the lights on here at the show with their financial contributions every week. We definitely appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, come become a patron. Join our Discord of loyal patrons. Play Minecraft with us. Hang out with us. Share what you've been working on. It's It's been a lot of fun to, to uh, kind of um, grow that community and see what everyone's up to. Uh, I'd like to thank our top patron, Square Splinter. Thank you so much for your support. And we'd like to thank everybody in the live chats here on the Making Geeks YouTube channel every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the States. And if you're listening to this on Saturday when the show is normally put out, we thank you for that as well. And it's another week. We're, we're still going strong. Yep. Everybody stay the course. Maintain. Endure. And from all of us, all of you, hope you have a fantastic week. See you, see you. Later. It was like the end of a Steven Seagal movie.